Broadcasting live from the Strike and Spare studio, it's time for the Power Hour with Sammy Kincaid. Highlighting and focusing on women in sports around the country. From the pros to the amateurs. From high schools to colleges. Call the Power Hour now on the Cure Brand Hotline. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Now here's your host for the Power Hour, Sammy Kincaid. Welcome in, guys, to Power Hour with Sammy Kincaid. I'm Sammy Kincaid in the Strike and Spare studio. Call in, talk to us, 615-844-5600. Again, 615-844-5600. If you were listening to Greg's show, yeah, here we got a couple guests coming on today. Leslie Tressler is going to be on from Star Physical Therapy in just a little bit. We also got Mallory Heiser coming on later on in the show. But you heard us talking. I'm feeling a little feisty this morning, and I mean, we got Patton Cook over there producing. How are you yep. feeling this morning, Patton? Uh, maybe not as feisty as you, but I, I, I'm looking forward to it. Happy to be on with you today. Yeah, it's our first time together. Yes. Oh. Uh, done a few kind of off-air segments, but yeah. uh, this is live. We're, we're live. We're so, live, yeah. but I'm saying first time us together. Correct. Yeah, Correct. yeah. Looking forward so, to it. So uh, you picked quite the—I'm hardly ever feisty, but you picked a great show. So. I was going to ask, is it usually this up-tempo, but you're saying no. No, no, okay. no, no, no. We're usually pretty chill, right. but— Deion Sanders has got me fired up. I don't know if any of you have listened to what he said on the Rich Eisen show. It has, I mean, you, if you've listened to this show a few weeks ago, I was giving him praises for what he was saying. And it's really just, Patton, why don't you just play it first? You tell who that is just by talking to him now that you're walking in the living rooms and you're seeing more and more well, and more. We have different can... attributes, smart, tough, fast, discipline with character. Yep. We're looking at now, now quarterbacks are different. Yeah. We want Mother, father, you know, dual parent. Mm -hmm. We want that kid to be three, five, and up because he's got to be smart. Mm -hmm. um, not bad decisions off the field uh, at all mm -hmm. because he has to be a leader of men. It's so many different attributes and what we look for when we see a quarterback. And you would love a coach's son somewhere that the coach has coached him. And I'm not going down my road. I see you smiling because I, right, I, I know I know who your, I know who your quarterback is he's right now. He's talking about my son. Like, <laughs> I didn't just build a template for my son. But that's what really we look for in quarterbacks. Different positions are different. Like 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 O'Lyman, I look for dual parent homes, right. a strong father that they adhered uh, to. Right. Um, smart kid, three, at least 3-3. Three, three. And above. You're also describing Hurts. Yeah, it's tough. Well. I mean, uh, physical. I mean, offensive lineman. Defensive lineman is totally opposite. What do you mean? Single mama. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Trying to get it. Uh, he's on free lunch. I mean, like, uh, uh, I mean, I'm talking about just trying to make it. He's trying to rescue mama. Like, mama barely made the flight. Trying to get out the mud. And I want him to just go get it. I, I, it's a whole different yeah. attributes that you look for in different positions. And we have that stuff just chronicle. We know what we want and we go get it. And after that, Rich Eisen says, I'm on here with Deion Sanders. He says, oh, no, 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 no. You don't need to introduce me. People know who I am. Just the <laughs> – it just continues on. It just gets worse and worse and worse as, as it goes on. And as I mentioned a few weeks ago, I was singing his praises because – if you don't know what my full-time job is, I make marketing videos for a flooring company. It's outside of sports, but there was a convention in Orlando that he was the guest speaker at. And he was asked, who is your favorite coach you've ever had? And he said, my mom. Because nobody can handle what a single mom does. And the fact that he is going to diss single moms like that? I mean, be consistent, dude. You're a head coach of a big program, of a D1 program. Be consistent. 
And yes, you have to read the room and he obviously read it right. I mean, I hardly, I don't want to put anything on the guys that are on that Rich Eisen show because I don't watch it. But you heard the laughs as soon as he said it. So he's obviously reading the room. It's just very disappointing. And I'm looking over at Leslie because she's sitting next to me right now as a mom. And it's just, it's hard. It's hard to hear him talk like that. And you think about recruiting. I worked in recruiting at Tennessee. You have to recruit the mom. If you're not recruiting mama, that boy's not coming to your school. And you're downing single moms when your mom was a single mom? How do you think your mom feels listening to that? It just, be consistent. Be consistent. Very disappointing. Uh, I know you probably patented. No, I, no, I, I, I too, I kind of grew up with a single mom kind of later in my years. It's an odd, it's an odd statement. And I, I mean, it's weird. And for Dion himself, I mean, he knows what his mom went through because I mean, it, it always isn't easy. I mean, it it is never really easy anywhere you go. So it's, it's weird. Then again, it's Dion and Dion makes these kind of weird claims and just an, just really to make headlines most of the time see me i mean he just throws stuff out maybe that he probably doesn't even believe half the time that he just says it to get in the headlines and here we are talking about it but yeah i, I agree with you uh, just a really sad comment for a guy if anybody should know uh what his single mom did for him and to get him to this point uh yeah disappointed and just classifying and grouping all single moms into he says single mom a kid that's growing up on food stamps i'm a single mom is my daughter growing up on food stamps? Right. I'd like to say I'm doing pretty well for myself right now. So not to like go brag about myself and join him in his cockiness, but I feel like I'm doing pretty well for myself right now. And to be grouped into that just because I'm a single mom. And there's so many times people say to me, well, your family's here. You're not a real single mom. Or, oh, look at everything that you're doing. You're not a real single mom. No, I'm still a single mom. You can be a single mom and doing well for yourself. Sure. So to group all single moms like that is just very disappointing to hear from him. And yesterday, my dad pulled this up, and I was like, eh, surely they've taken, because it was a written article, and I was like, surely they've taken some of this out of context. Surely. And he was like, no, it was on Rich Eisen. Pull up the Rich Eisen interview. And it is word for word. It is just mind-blowing, mind-boggling that that's what he had to say. And you could kind of tell at the beginning, Rich was like, oh, okay. And his kind of producers in the back are, are laughing. You can just tell Rich was pretty uncomfortable in, in that position. And I, I don't know what Dion's trying to get out of that because, to your point, I mean, like like you said, you know, if you're trying to get players on campus, and I know Dion doesn't need any help in this in this category, one of the best recruiters in the country, you got to recruit mom first. And if you're out here dissing everybody, I, I just don't get it from that standpoint either. It, it really does not make sense to – Put yourself, and I, I get it, read the room. And he got the laughs that he was looking for. But <laughs> if you're looking long-term, that's really going to come yeah. bite you in the butt. It is really, really going to hurt you. And uh, I'm curious to see what kind of happens with recruiting once this kind of hits more of – I mean, yes, it's getting attention today, but once recruits, parents are seeing this, I'm, I'm really curious to sure. see how it ends up – impacting his program and he's as you mentioned he's so his gimmicks that was something I noticed when he was the guest speaker at the convention and it felt like you were in church it was like heck yeah listen to what he's saying right now but it is so gimmicky and it almost doesn't come off as sincere because it's so gimmicky and so it really shouldn't be that surprising that he's going to go complete 
opposite direction on Rich Eisen and say something completely off the wall from what he was saying at the convention. But I, I just—he's a car salesman. Uh, he he knows how to, like you said, re- he's good at that aspect. He's he's smart, and but it's also pretty dumb as well at the same time. I I, I just don't get it. I, to me, he comes across as that car salesman who's looking to sell you the junker on the lot, and then once you once you run off with it, he's not going to p- pick up your phone calls. I don't know how he's going to do at Colorado. He did great things at at Jackson State, kind of lifting up that program. But look where they are right now. I mean, it's. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how things come this fall. Yeah, so uh, if you have not heard that whole thing, it is Rich Eisen, Deion Sanders on Rich Eisen's show. So listen to that. But we can talk about some stuff on a more positive yes. note. Now that I'm a little off my, <laughs> my rant, uh, it really had me fired up this morning. But um, what, what did you think about the Super Bowl, Patton? Uh, I enjoyed the Super Bowl mainly because my bank account and my FanDuel <laughs> account enjoyed the Super Bowl. But uh, I... Didn't like seeing AJ Brown get the touchdown. I'm a big Titans fan, so I, I'm bitter. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm I'm petty in that sense, but was happy that Patrick Mahomes and uh, the Kansas City Chiefs came back. Have some family in Kansas City, so they're they're very happy. But at the same time, you just kind of hurt for Jalen Hurts because that's a guy. I mean, it's impossible not to root for him, his story and everything. But uh, everything top to bottom, I enjoyed Rihanna. I enjoyed the concert, one of the better ones uh, to be honest that I've seen. But Top to bottom, I thought it was pretty good, other than the grass, Sammy. The grass is <laughs> about as good as Nissan Stadium. But uh, other than that, I, I liked it all. Yeah, and since this is a show highlighting women in sports, the flyover was an all-woman yes. flyover. So pretty cool uh, for for that. And um, they definitely mentioned that a lot at the beginning of the game. So pretty cool that they really highlighted that. Uh, but, yeah, no, I think Jalen's going to be fine. Oh, yeah. uh, He's going to get that big contract. He earned it this season. And yeah. you and for him, he really betted on himself because, I mean, it wasn't a foregone conclusion he was going to get that second contract this offseason. He uh, came into it, and as a passer, he looked as good as anybody in the league, and that that's a testament to his work ethic. Yeah, absolutely. What was your favorite commercial? Favorite commercial? You know, I liked the new Michael Jordan movie preview. I know it's not really a commercial, but I, I hadn't seen it before that, and I, I I don't know. I, I'm a I'm a LeBron guy, so this is really saying something. Uh, me about to praise Michael Jordan <laughs> in that preview, but how I, can you not praise Michael Jordan though? Um, uh, it's uh, not very realistic, and it's it's a bit cuckoo as LeBron fans are like myself. But uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed that one. What about you? Well, you had to be happy though. LeBron just uh, made history. Massive, massive. Uh, as much as the haters want to bring him down, I was pumping his praises and. For a guy who's not even a scorer, I mean, it says a lot. For He's already passed the all-time leading and did it in fewer games. Of course, the three-point shot what not what it was back in the day with Kareem and everything like that. But I'm uh, really happy to see. I just hope the Lakers make the playoffs, for God's sake. I don't know if that's going to happen. But, uh, yeah, happy for LeBron. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not a I'm not an NBA person. I will fully admit to that. I loved that's going fine. to Magic games when I lived in Orlando. But, I mean, growing up in Nashville, you don't really have an NBA team. I, you got the Grizzlies yeah. right down the road. But, uh, yeah. But I would say my favorite commercial was the Tubi. Did you see the Tubi commercial? I did, yes. I looked over at my daughter thinking that she had the remote because that is her favorite thing to do is press <laughs> buttons on the remote. I was like, Lila, what are you doing? And she just turned around and had the biggest smile as if she had done it. 
And then next thing you know, it's the commercial and it says, gotcha. Yeah. That and it definitely got me. Definitely need to be sued for that commercial. You and everybody <laughs> else in America thought their TV was getting hijacked. Yeah, yeah. I'm, Leslie, I'm going to put you on the spot since you are right next to a mic. What What was your favorite commercial? Oh, my goodness. I, I, I'll i be honest with you. I watched the Super Bowl, but I have I was in and out and had people in and out. So I, I'd have to, I didn't even even see the one that you were, were talking about, but I don't. I'd have to say I don't. I don't, I don't even remember which one. I uh, yeah, no, there Sorry. were some really good ones though. Some really good commercials, and it was honestly, whenever I was watching, I had just said I don't feel like there's been that many good commercials. And then sure enough, the two B one was the next commercial, and then there was another one that was a great one right after that. So uh, it was like Super Bowl was listening in on you. Aren't they listening on our phones? Uh, maybe a little probably. bit. <laughs> and the price they pay, I mean, they got to be good. I mean, yeah. good grief, you can send some people on the street if they aren't very good. But yeah. Yeah, no, that was, um, I, I thought it was fantastic, and uh, it was at least a good game. That was all I really wanted yeah. was a, a good game, that a competitive game, even though some people are not happy with the ending. I don't care. Uh, they, they, they can, all the Eagles fans, uh, they came in and destroyed the Titans. Don't have a lot of love loss, but it, it lived up to the hype, to be honest. And a lot of Super Bowls don't, and I, I thought this one did, and that's really all you can ask for. I feel sorry for you, Patton. A majority of these shows usually diss the Titans. And I'm as well not a Titans fan. So. <laughs> it's been a rough year for me, Sammy. I'm fighting through. Hopefully next year. <laughs> well, that sound right there means we're sending it to break. Whenever we come back on the other side of break, we're going to have Leslie Tressler from Star Physical Therapy joining me. Stick with us. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic is happening on March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. And this year, it's a doubleheader. For nearly a decade, the City of Columbia Parks and Rec Department has showcased the most highly attended women's college softball matchups in the state. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic kicks off their doubleheader at 1 p.m. with the Bucks from Motlow State taking on the Chargers of Columbia State. Then at 5.30, the Austin P. Lady Govs battle the Lady Vols of the University of Tennessee. Tickets to the 6th annual Mid-State Classics are only 10 bucks and are on sale now. Motlow State versus Columbia State. Austin P versus Tennessee. Wednesday, March 15th, starting at 1.30 at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. For tickets and information to the 6th annual Mid-State Classic, log on to ColumbiaTN.com slash Mid-State Classic or call 931-388-8119. That's 931-388-8119. The 6th annual Mid-State Classic. Realtors abide by a code of ethics. This is Article 9 in action. Beth, a first-time homebuyer, knew nothing about the home buying process, except that she wanted to buy a home. But her Realtor had the expertise to make sure Beth understood every document, even giving her copies to review with her lawyer so Beth could close on her first home with confidence. Complicated things explained in simple terms. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? 
Look for the signs. Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they've probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with Geico or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with Geico. Bundling is easy with Geico. Just ask your neighbors. Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty, is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty, is our area's premier and most trusted real estate professional, backed by years of experience. So if you're buying, selling, moving, or improving, give the pros a call today at 615-519-3339. Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty, a professional who cares. Welcome to Smashville, home of your Nashville Predators. Join us at Bridgestone Arena Tuesday, February 21st for College Night with the University of Alabama as your Nashville Predators take on the Vancouver Canucks. Purchase your College Night tickets today at NashvillePredators.com slash College Nights. That's NashvillePredators.com slash College Nights for a Preds and Alabama co-branded hats. And don't miss February 28th as your Nashville Predators take on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Secure tickets at NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. Let's go Preds! This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. The Predators make the playoffs. Yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. You think so? Yeah, I think they'll get it. Penn? Yeah, they'll make it and probably get bounced. I don't think they're going to. Yeah, oh, I don't think they're, they're, this, I feel oh, pretty, they'll make it but lose I feel attitude pretty, that these well, people have. Go ahead there, rah rah guy. Are they going to win the Stanley Cup, Greg? No, they're not. Okay. You know, so, okay. What, what, what are we saying? Let me ask you. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Welcome in to the Star Physical Therapy segment. Every third Saturday of the month, a therapist will join the Power Hour to educate and inform how they are working with female athletes. If you're looking for a physical therapist, call Star Therapy at 615-863-2760. That's 615-863-2760. Or visit one of Star Physical Therapy's 60 locations. You deserve the most knowledgeable and skilled physical therapists in the industry. Star Physical Therapy is ready to serve you. Welcome back. Welcome back to Power Hour with Sammy Kincaid. I'm Sammy Kincaid in the Strike and Spare studio, and you just heard it. We've got Star Physical Therapy on. It's the third Saturday of the month. I always love saying that. That's right. And we got Leslie Tressler with us. How you doing, Leslie? I'm doing great. Doing great. Doing great. Well, I, I've mentioned you are a physical therapist for Star Physical Therapy, but other than that, who is Leslie Tressler? Oh, goodness. Uh, well, I am a physical therapist, been with STAR for 17 years, and been a therapist now for 22, so I'm a, I'm an old therapist now. But uh, <laughs> I am a mom of two boys, uh, uh, 11 and 14, Jet and Trip, and uh, love being with them and coaching them and hanging out, but uh, just have lots of active hobbies. Um, I, I, I'm a pilot and a hiker and just uh, love what I do, so I try to love life. I loved talking to you earlier in the week about your hobbies. You aren't just a pilot. You teach people how to fly. That's so unique. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I started flying about 10 years ago, fixed wing, and uh, just fell in love with it. And then I moved into the rotocraft. So I am now a helicopter instructor, and I've got about uh, nine or 10 students. And so when I'm not in the clinic or with my boys, I'm usually in the air. So it's fun. And you are the director at the Manchester clinic correct? yes I am I, I started that clinic in 2005 I'm from Manchester and uh, also started the Telehoma clinic 
uh, and uh, someone's taken over that now, Amy Morris, my my good buddy. Uh, and so I just I just do with the Manchester now. So a hometown girl there, been there all my life, other than going to school and a few little stints here and there. So I moved back home and and family's there. So it's a great place to stay. And you just mentioned other than going to school. You spent some time in Knoxville, correct? Yes, yes. I went to University of Tennessee on a track and field scholarship. So uh, I ran up there uh, in the 90s when we had all the great football and Peyton Manning. He was a year behind me, and so we had uh, lots of good football during that time. And so I ran track up there, was on scholarship, and uh, had a great, great experience. So that's kind of where I was introduced to therapy and uh kind of decided I didn't know whether I wanted to be a therapist or an athletic trainer and so because I was in the training room quite a bit with injuries and stuff so uh, that's kind of where I got my uh, introduction to physical therapy there. That was kind of your aha moment you would say? Yeah I think so I I loved athletic training I loved working with athletes and then I started doing some volunteer work uh, both in physical therapy and uh, uh, and as far as uh, a doctor physician and I just love the part of not only working with athletes, but working with the elderly, too. And so in an outpatient setting like we have in Star in Manchester, you get to see a little bit of everything. We get to see your athlete, and then you get to see your grandmother the next hour. So that it's really nice. So you get to you get the best of both worlds. And going back, though, to being a track athlete, because you told Courtney and I a little fun fact about you that uh, she had learned as well. So you said you spent some time in the training room because it wasn't major injuries, but you spent some time, and it ended up leading to a fifth year for you, right? Yes, yes, and that was uh, that was something. Um, I, I was recruited as a 400 meter hurdler and a heptathlon, a heptathlete, and so that's a lot of different uh, different events and pounding and things. So my freshman year I had a great freshman year. Got the opportunity to. Um, run in Portugal and Canada and be on the world junior team and just do a lot of really cool fun things and came back my sophomore year and had some injuries overuse injuries with track and fields very common and uh, had to be redshirted and so that was kind of a a time in my life where I was just like wow you know I've really worked hard and I was kind of like god why am I sitting on the sidelines now you know what's what's going on and and it wasn't really until fast forward three years later I had that fifth year because I had redshirted and I had since then kind of changed a little bit, and I was uh, doing pole vault. And so I got to be the first uh, female pole vaulter at Tennessee, which uh, my fifth year allowed me to do that. It became a NCAA and uh, SEC event. So I got to the opportunity to go to those meets, and, you know, if you won, you, you got the record. So that was pretty cool. I'd go to an event, I'd be like, if I win, I'm getting the record. So it was awesome. Got to get the SEC and the NCAA record. Uh, and just all the ones that I, that I was uh, fortunate enough to win. So it was a blessing in disguise. I look back, and that's kind of one of those times you look back in your life, and you're like, eh, God kind of knew what was going on. He knew a lot more than I did, and I was really second-guessing things, but it, it certainly was a blessing that fifth year to be able to have that opportunity. And that was something that we had kind of talked about because as an athlete, there's a lot of mental battles you also have to have to face and especially if you're spending time in the training room and it's like man why am I not out there right Mm -hmm. now whenever you're working with your patients and use maybe using that experience how do you kind of use that experience to help you with your patients getting them through that mental yeah absolutely you know I I tell my my kids and my athletes uh, mental toughness is probably 
and and it and it's a lot more it's not more a lot more stressed now than it was back 20 years ago but it is so important and um like my son's wrestling tomorrow and um you know physically he's ready but the one that comes in there and it's mentally strong um is the one that's going to come out on top and so i definitely stress that to my patients um to my kids and and um, when you've got injuries and things to to do mental training and even back 20 years ago at tennessee we had a sports psychologist on staff which was really cool uh and um you know i would instead of going to practice you know i would go and just really work on my mind work on getting it strong see the good see your form see your technique and uh just stay in stay in attuned that way and I'm sure it's tough keeping that what's in store mentality because it can probably be pretty depressing whenever you have so many overuse injuries, which you're saying is pretty common in track. It is. And, and um, I think we've come a long way um, since I was running track uh, a long time ago. But, you know, track and field is a is a sport whether you're doing I was a sprinter, um, but whether you're doing sprinting uh, field events um, or cross country it's one that you're pounding 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 so we see in therapy and athletic training we see a lot of runner's knee patella tendonitis it band uh, stress fractures all of that and really in our young athletes what us therapists and trainers and coaches have to really do is be smart and say hey let's step back and give this athlete a break let's be smart about our training let's uh you know get it get some get them out of spikes or cleats if they're if they're on two or three hours in practice you know get them in shoes that have some more cushion or get them off the field completely if they're having some problems and get them in the pool or they're running or they're you know you can stay in shape quite uh quite well getting in the pool and doing the resistance and running in the water so there's lots of different ways that um if you've got an athlete that's uh that's got some overuse injuries but the big thing is to be smart and, and step back a lot of our coaches just you know sometimes you'll and I was a coach too I can say that you kind of <laughs> you kind of you kind of stick your head and just bull your way through it and you know if you want your athlete to be there at the end of the season you gotta you gotta be smart and with working with some of those student athletes at the high school level how do you work with them to help try to prevent some of those overuse injuries you know I think what a great thing with prevention is off-season weight training um, and uh, getting your, your body good and strong. Like, like my son, he, he's going to be playing high school football next year, and he just finished his basketball season in middle school. So we're hitting the gym, and we're, you know, working on those Olympic lifts. We're working on good form and technique. We're working on plyometrics. Um, so really keeping your body as fit as you can will definitely prevent a lot of those overuse injuries. Sometimes it's, um, it's unavoidable, and then when that happens, you've got to be smart. Uh, about about how you're recovering working with your coaches and your athletic trainers and your uh, physical therapist and working with female track athletes how would you say is a little bit different working with them um you know i think a while a while ago not not as much now female athletics uh didn't push as much of the strength training um i think that's super important um i think now our, our women are Man, they're they know they know how to they know what they need to be successful on the court on the on the field. So they are doing those things off season. Um, women just can can have just some um, naturally predisp- predisposition to some uh, knee hip problems just just with the angles of the pelvis and the knee alignment and 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 just our, our body shape sometimes. So with that being said, sometimes we can take those athletes and kind of tweak some things, stretch some of the, the lateral structures of the knee and really strengthen some of the medial ones and uh, prevent some knee problems if they've got some little bit wider hips for those 
childbearing years later on. I was going to say, it's not really fair. I've said this to you before. It's not fair. I had a C-section. It's not not fair. And I still have knee (laughs) issues. What is this? (laughs) True, true, true. And another thing that you had mentioned is also just listening to your body is a big thing, right? It is. And and, uh, I can say from experience, um, I would just, as an athlete, when I was competing, I would pound, 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 pound myself. I thought the more, the better, the more, the better. And the older I've gotten and the more I've seen and work with athletes, um, that's not always the case. You really have to be smart. You have to be smart with training. You have to train your mind, your body, um, and you have to listen to your body. If you've got some injuries, if you've got some foot pain, don't continue through it. If you've got some knee pain, don't just keep pushing, address it. Um, a lot of our, our high school sports uh, have athletic trainers, you know, meet with those trainers. And uh, STAR's got a ton of athletic trainers all across the the, uh, the the state. And we have one as well in, in, in Manchester and in, in Coffee County. So it's nice to have that bridge that you can say, hey, meet with that trainer and say, hey, what's going on? Let's start. Let's let's look at that. So I would encourage athletes and coaches to really head off those things initially and not just kind of pound through it and think they're going to go away. I know whenever I was a junior in high school, I had to actually work with star physical therapy. I was hit by a drunk driver. I mean, there was two things that led to me working with that, but I was hit by a drunk driver. And also um, at Pope John Paul, they have house games. It's like Harry Potter. And it was, the, I think I was, a, it was sophomore year, actually, whenever this happened. That was the first incident. And I basically got run over by one of the girls that saw a girl on the other side of me with the ball and me being the, the shorty that I am, uh, got completely ran over. So between those two incidents, ended up having to work with Star. And I thought, this is it. My my sports career is over. And that's not necessarily the case. And it can be so scary at times. But once you do actually go talk to the trainer, you get hope, I feel like, right. is the big thing that you get. And you, you can start to see the other side right. and see, oh, I was overreacting. This isn't the end of it. Yes. We can work to get to be back out on the field or whatever the respective playing surface is. Absolutely. And that's that's what one thing I love about my job. Like I said, I've been doing it 22 years. It's so awesome to be able to see, you know, whether it's athletes or, or your, your grandmother to, to come in to see you and, and if they've got their knee surgery and they're sitting there and they can't lift their leg up and they're like, how am I going to play ball next year? And you're like, you're going to. We're going we're gonna <laughs> to start. This is where we're starting. We're starting right here today. And we're going to get this going and we're going to get that going. And you're going to be back next year. And our bodies do heal. And it's, it's just great to be part of that chain to get that athlete back. And what would you say is your biggest piece of advice to maybe somebody that's listening that is a young athlete and maybe a young track athlete, especially hearing, I mean, I feel like that's so inspirational. You are the first female pole vaulter. What is from a physical therapy standpoint, but also just from being a first, what is your piece of advice to them? Um, you know, as far as like, uh, as far as like getting into athletics and things, you know, as far as set your goals, um, don't give up on them. Um, <clears throat> going into University of Tennessee as a freshman, my goal was to be an All-American. And that means you have to be top eight at, at nationals at NCAA's. And I didn't achieve that my freshman year. <clears throat> Excuse me, I got, I, got, I got ninth. I was the ninth American. And so really just I would encourage just to, to be, uh, to persevere and continue, you know, continue with your goals. Don't give up on them. It took me five years to get that goal in, at Tennessee and uh, to be an All-American and to be one of those top eight. And if you've got that goal, whether it's to hey, whether it's to start your next year and on a basketball team or whether it's to, to get that next height in high jump or long jump or whatever it is in track, but to just set that goal and, and don't give up on it and, and do what you need to do to get to that level. 
I ended up shrinking in this chair. I have to like sit up a little bit higher. I don't know what just <laughs> happened over here. I shrunk down as you were talking. I was trying to not, not distract too much. Uh, but no, I think that's a great piece of advice is uh, just, just keep thinking that's about right. Uh, don't focus so much on the things that could that are currently challenges. Exactly. And yeah, and if you've got goals, you've got big goals. You're gonna have you're gonna have ditches, and you're gonna have ups and downs. And and you just gotta stay focused and keep your keep your mind and body healthy. There's so many more things that our kids in high school athletics and non-athletics that are faced with today. You know, just keeping your body healthy. You know, not drinking and doing drugs and all of that stuff. That's that's easy to get into. So you know, keeping your mind and body healthy and and uh, setting your goals and and going for them. And what would you say has been your favorite moment in your career so far? In uh, in star physical therapy, as yeah. far as as far as PT, <clears throat> you know, there are so many of them. Um, but basically, seeing people achieve their goals that is, is fantastic, and being a part of that, uh, seeing somebody that wasn't able to walk to be able to walk. So, and, and seeing the athletes, like I said, give, come there on that first day and be able to be back on the court and, or the field and see them play the next year. Awesome. Well, I thank you so much, Leslie. Again, Leslie Tressler from Star Physical Therapy joining me today and every third Saturday of the yes. month. So very excited to have you guys on. And again, you're listening to Power Hour with Sammy Kincaid. Whenever we come back, we're going to have Mallory Heiser on with us. Stick with us. Thank you. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the best of Rutherford County voting for best liquor store and top wine shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its growler filling stations. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19, those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit givewestwood.org, givewestwood.org. 
What's your next dream? Paying off your credit card? Remodeling your kitchen? Exploring the rainforest of Costa Rica? Whatever your dreams, they take some planning. And State Farm agent Austin Hardy is right here in the Middle Tennessee community to lend a hand. As your local good neighbor, he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen. Because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dream. So whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world, call State Farm agent Austin Hardy here in the Middle Tennessee community. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, Nashville, start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic, treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Staunch Titans fan, season ticket holder, Tim yep. Kelly is OC. Your reaction? Oh, I hate that so much. <laughs> oh, I hate that so Well, all right. Some more uh, tight end bubble screens, right? This sucks, man. Yeah, this is live reaction, dude. I had no idea. Yeah, trash, man. I hate it. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. You're listening to the Power Hour with Sammy Kincaid. Follow her on Twitter at Sammy Kincaid. Welcome back to Power Hour with Sammy Kincaid. I'm Sammy Kincaid in the Strike and Spare studio, and I am very pleased to be joined by Mallory Heiser, Director of Creative Services for Bowling Green Athletics. Mallory, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you so much for asking and for having me on. How are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. And first off, I just gave your title at Bowling Green, but why don't you tell people just a little bit about who Mallory is? Yeah, of course. So we are a mid-major school, so I wear a lot of hats. I'm our director of creative services, but that also means I am our only full-time photographer. I'm our graphic designer. I direct our brand, and I run most of our social media. And then um, me as myself, I am a big dog person. I have a German shepherd, and I'm kind of a crazy plant lady. I have a <laughs> lot of plants in the house. What, what, is your, what, what is your dog's name? Because we love dogs on this show. I am a huge hockey fan. His name is Bauer. Oh, I love that. Absolutely love that. And uh, how many plants do you have? What qualifies as crazy? I think the last time I counted, it was around like 40. But we have thinned out the herd just a little bit. We've given some away as gifts. We have to move soon, so we're trying to we're trying to keep it a little more simple. My favorite one though is probably like a six foot tall cactus. Oh, that's fantastic! That would be so unique to have. Uh, I love it. Um, and you mentioned that you have to wear a lot of hats, uh, and I think that's just a pretty common theme in college athletics, but especially whenever you're at a mid major. And what would you say is uh, whenever you do wear so many hats? What would you say is the one part of that role that you're so passionate about? Oh my goodness. I think the thing that I'm the most passionate about and have been, especially for the last few years now, I've been in my role for five years and I would say in the last three, this has really taken a big um, precedence in my career, but is the student athlete experience, which I feel like can sound really weird coming from like a graphic designer <laughs> and a photographer, but I'm so passionate about the experiences that our student athletes have when they come here and they chose 
Bowling Green for a reason. And as an alum of the university, I feel like I really connect with that. And it's so important to me that, you know, they feel heard and that their voices are heard and that I'm offering them from a content creation standpoint, the best that I can possibly offer. And that's so important. I think if you're working in college athletics, it's a lot of long hours and not the greatest pay. And if you're not there for the student athletes, um, that's really what keeps you going every day, I feel like. I would absolutely agree. And I was looking at your Behance, and you worked with a few teams. So before you got to Bowling Green, kind of take us through that journey. Okay. So my journey before getting into sports is actually almost no um, – touching like touch points with sports at all so (laughs) I graduated from BGSU in the spring of 2018 um, with pretty much a background in only commercial product photography I had done a little bit of graphic design for the um, Slater Family Ice Arena here on campus where our hockey team plays and they do a lot of like community events and stuff like that so I just did like a paid campus job with them to make some money while I was in college and had planned to fully stay in the commercial um, photography space, but decided right before I graduated that that wasn't necessarily what I wanted to do, and I wasn't super passionate about that. So I made the jump and started my first full-time job the week of final exams, like before I even graduated, which was such an interesting move when I look back (laughs) on it. I don't know what I was thinking, but I worked at an ad agency up in the Toledo, Ohio area, working kind of business development and building out logos and brands and working on email marketing and all those sorts of things, kind of an all-encompassing marketing experience for the clients that were in my portfolio and then an opportunity opened up here in the athletic department there had not been this position previously I started as the new media and design coordinator and have not looked back have not looked out of sports since then that's fantastic and it's so unique uh your journey to getting into sports but it sounds like you've always had a love for sports as you've loved hockey is that your your favorite sport yeah, I feel like I probably shouldn't say that, but yes, <laughs> hockey, like outside of BGSU and all of those things has always been my favorite. I'm a huge Detroit Red Wings fan. Oh gosh, um, so being in Nashville, we won't thing. hold that against you. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. I totally understand. Y'all have been doing a lot better than, than the Wings have in the past few years here. So. <laughs> that's fantastic. And it seems like you... I mean, you do pretty much have to cover every single sport at Bowling Green. So uh, how unique is it that you get to, I saw one of the first things on your Twitter page is gymnastics. That's not a sport that a lot of schools have. And with competition season right now, I just feel like it's um, it's a very, uh, I would say, popular sport right now and plus I have a little girl so I'm, I'm really I'm really interested in uh how how has that been covering gymnastics because that's not many schools that have that so I I love gymnastics it's not something that I was really exposed to growing up um 
or even as a student here, we had always had the gymnastics team. I just had not been exposed to it. And I am so floored and just blown away by their athleticism and like their strength and their excitement to compete. Like every single time I have an opportunity to cover them. So they are within my portfolio in terms of design. So I have things split up between my assistant um, director and myself. So gymnastics falls under my umbrella. So I do their graphics. And then I also, obviously, like I said, I'm our full-time photographer. So that's one of my favorite things to shoot. It is complicated and it's a challenge and I still don't think I've quite figured it out yet. They're moving so fast and venues, as we all know, if you're a photographer, they're never lit the way we want them to be lit. Mm -hmm. And so I'm always trying to like one up myself every time they have a home meet. So they're, they are such a joy to cover and to be a part of and see their team dynamic. They're incredible. I was trying to figure out a way to ask that if it's your favorite, because (laughs) without asking if it's your favorite, because I didn't want you to have to play favorites, but I'm glad that you said that. Uh, Gymnastics, watching those competitions, is just so empowering for little girls. So uh, that's really cool. Whenever you are looking back on your career, what would you say has been a favorite moment in your career? Oh my goodness. So I feel like there are always those moments that stick out to me because I'm a photographer. I have an opportunity to do a lot of traveling. So they're the moments where I've traveled to North Carolina during the COVID-19 pandemic for the women's soccer NCAA tournament. And that was such an incredible moment. And, you know, in the midst of the pandemic and we're being so careful and just looking back on that, I think that's something that really stands out. But all of those opportunities, I get to travel to any NCAA tournaments, to MAC tournaments. Um, I've traveled with our football team to places like Tennessee and to UCLA. And those things are so, so cool just to be a part of the team and get to know them and travel with them in a way that I wouldn't necessarily get to do as a graphic designer. Um, So that's been really cool. And then I think another really cool moment for me in terms of graphic design was I got to design our basketball court. And it's just such a weird feeling every time I see it, every time I see it on TV, every time I walk on it to just like know that I did that. So that's been a really cool career moment for me. How did you even go about designing that? Oh my goodness. So we had quite a few meetings that was, it was a little committee of uh, representatives from each team that plays within the facility. And then, you know, the head of the facility, RSWA, myself, and then my boss was part of them for a lot of it. He is our assistant AD for marketing and creative something his title just changed but um (laughs) so that was really cool and getting to hear from each of the teams what their expectations were and the things that they were looking for so some of it was honestly really really easy the silhouette of ohio was something that they all wanted so i didn't have to make that choice and the as i mentioned earlier the selfish photographer in me i wanted a really light floor to brighten everything up and i don't think i ever mentioned that that was my intention i just kind of did it and everybody went for it and We now have a much easier time photographing the events in that facility with all that light reflected back up. But (laughs) that was kind of it. I made a ton of iterations, tons of, we went through so many different things of like, where would orange be and where would brown be and what stain colors and where should we use paint versus use stain and where should the sponsors go? And so that was really cool, but it was honestly one of the easier projects I've ever worked on, which floored me because when they first brought it up to me, I was like, oh no. 
here we go. <laughs> Here's a monster. <laughs> exactly. That's fantastic. And I'm sure photographers for generations will thank you for the light, uh, light color to have the lights reflect up. <laughs> they just won't know how lucky they are. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you are talking to, one of the things I love about being in athletic department is you do work with a lot of students. Whenever you have students that are coming in, what is your one big piece of advice to them? Oh my goodness. So I think one of my biggest pieces of advice has always been to get just to get your feet wet, get in it, get in the trenches, do what you can be as involved as you can. I recently just spoke to a couple sports management classes here on campus. And that was, that was just the biggest theme of do everything you can to be involved because this industry has so many people who know so many people. There are so many people involved within the athletic scope, especially at the collegiate level, and we all know everybody. So it's huge, but it's also really small. So one of my biggest pieces of advice is just get in there, especially if you're at a a school that has an athletic department, even if you're not going to university. I've had a lot of students over the years who are just interns. They're actually not students, and they're still volunteering. They're still learning how to do stuff. They're still jumping in headfirst, and that's been really, really cool and I think has really set a lot of them up for really cool opportunities um, in their professional space. Absolutely. I think that's such a big, big part of it to that. A lot of people think, oh, I'm not a student at that university. I won't be able to intern there. And one of my best interns at UCF, like you said, she wasn't even a student at UCF. She just lived in Orlando and loved shooting sports and wanted to just find a way. And you can never get a yes if you don't ask. All that can happen is somebody say no and you can try again somewhere else, you know? Uh, So I think that's such a good piece of advice is just get your feet wet um, and really just try to learn it all. I completely agree. Well, I really appreciate you, Mallory, for joining me today and telling everyone just a little bit about your journey to where you are and give a little insight of what a creative director does. So thank you so much. Yes, and thank you again so much for having me. It was a blast. Absolutely. Well, again, you're listening to Power Hour with Sammy Kincaid, and we'll be right back after this break. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. And they're designed by real language teachers, so you learn how to have real-world conversations, things you'll actually use. It's incredible. After using Babbel, I'm ready to start having real conversations in French. There's all kinds of ways to learn. Use Babbel's podcasts or games or videos. You can even join live classes with a language teacher. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Evidemment. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Woods Equipment Company would like to recognize and salute our veterans and local men and women in uniform. Let's remember them with our thoughts, prayers, and especially letters and packages from home. Our support will keep America strong. A strong, safe community starts with the concerns and involvement of its people. This important message was brought to you by Woods Equipment Company, located at 600 Davidson Street in Nashville. 
Nashville. Give Woods Equipment Company a call at 615-256-5639. Individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now. 800-785-9132. That's 800-785-9132. U.S. Tax Shield. 800-785-9132. As a professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189. Or online at richardcourtney.com. The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. These things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. And by the way, I could because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio. You're listening to the Power Hour with Sammy Kincaid. Welcome back to Power Hour with Sammy Kincaid. I'm Sammy Kincaid in the Strike and Spare studio. We only got a, a few minutes to hang out, but we do have a lot of stuff coming up on the station today. So in about 45 minutes, you got Vandy Baseball taking on Oklahoma State. You can hear that right here on WNSR at 630 tonight. You can hear the pregame of the Cavs versus the Panthers. And that can be heard on our app or on our website stream. So that's what you got today on here. But also, I mean, Vandy's playing a few games as well at 10-15. Uh, tomorrow, Vandy's playing Texas. And you can hear that with Andrew Allegretta. I love calling games with Andrew. He's always so much fun to call games with. So you need to listen in to him. Uh, tomorrow at 10-15, Vandy taking on Texas. And also you got Vandy women's basketball with Jake Lyman tomorrow at 145 on WNSR. So you got quite a bit of a lineup going on this weekend. Quite a few games you could listen to. And, I mean, today you also got Tennessee men's basketball taking on Kentucky on CBS at noon. So that's going to be a big one. I mean, it's Coming off of a little bit of a high, you always love beating Alabama as a Tennessee alum, so great to beat them in football and basketball as they were the number one, and uh, you almost had two court storms. I thought there was going to be a field storm and a court storm and maybe see a basketball goal in the Tennessee River, but 
we didn't see it. Maybe maybe uh, <laughs> next year. But, uh, yeah, you got quite a few games to watch today in Tennessee-Kentucky basketball. That's always a fun one to keep up with. So, again, you got plenty, plenty of games today in this lineup. And uh, hopefully Tennessee pulls out a, a big one over the big blue. It's Even though they're not ranked right now, that's always a really good game to watch. And, uh, yeah, so Vandy basketball as well. Both men and women are home this weekend. So if you're not catching the, well, you could catch the Tennessee game and Vandy men's basketball plays tonight at 730. So you got quite a few games around the area to catch. And again, just want to thank Leslie Tressler from Star Physical Therapy for joining me in studio today. Always a great time, third Saturday of the month when Star PT comes in. And also thank you to Mallory Heiser for coming on the show as well. And thank you so much to Ted and Adam Johnson and for Patton Cook and Will Brown. I'm Sammy Kincaid, and we'll catch you here next week.